You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What an awesome way to open up the season. I can't agree with you more. What an awesome way. I, I, I can't scream no more. My, my, my voice is literally gone. You want to tell them what show they're listening to so they at least say yeah, no? Yeah, you know, this is Locked On Texans. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and to my left. John, some sports guy, Hickman, uh, and you know you can check this out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and you can argue that sports.com. Cody, you have the floor. We are recording this right after the 30-28 to 28 loss against the New Orleans Saints. I, I, I'm going to just say victory since I was on the other side of the, the, this score. Sometimes, listeners, <laughs> the, your, your biggest hater is right by you. What are you talking? I'm not a hater. Your biggest Bro, hater is right honestly, by you. Honestly, I love what I've seen from both teams. Both squads came out tonight. If this is a Super Bowl, and some people have this as a Super Bowl prediction, John. It takes a lot for, for, for them to get there, especially for the Texans. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Yeah, and you know what? I, I really I can't wait to dive into what we saw uh, this evening. There is a lot of good. Even with some of the bad, there was some good that came out of it. But there was mm-hmm. also a lot of bad that we saw tonight, and I can't wait to just go ahead and hop right into it. Let me just first and foremost say this. This offense has a chance to be very special Mm. and the best offense we've seen for this team in a very long time, if not of all time. We didn't really know what we was going to get out the backfield. The two running backs that we brought in the last minute, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, they didn't play in the preseason. We didn't see them with this team. We just brought in Laramie Tunsil. We just brought in Kenny Stills. And all four of those guys made true differences tonight. If you want to look at everything Laramie Tunsil did, the biggest thing that I saw out of him was the faith and trust that they have in him to make athletic plays like throwing screens. And he's getting out there fast to make let the receivers get some blocks downfield. And if you want to look at Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills had a big Touchdown to mm-hmm. end the game, which at that point we all thought the Texans were going to wrap it up and go home with the victory. And then the the running back combination between Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, along with Deshaun Watson, well, we rushed for 180 yards tonight. So this offense has a chance to be dynamic. And, oh, by the way, another night, another day at the office for Hopkins. 111 yards, two touchdowns, completely worked the, the, the Saints defense. I'm not really going to worry about the, the offense, which I'm going to talk about, of course. But later on in the show, Cody, I have to talk about what I saw, what was wrong with that defense. What you got going on? First of all, let me just say this. Prior to the Kenny Stills touchdown, can we just say Deshaun Watson has the clutch gene? I seen him. That was, what, a two-play drive? It's it's in him. It is <laughs> like, in him. ice is in his veins. That that was impressive. That, that special. Oh my god! But I mean, at the end of the day, this was a tale of two halves. The first yes. half, well, the Texans was up. What I believe it was fourteen to three heading into the um, second half, and 
the first half of the game, it was really promising. Yeah, everything went the Texans' way, especially considering a 16-play drive that ate up, what, seven minutes of clock? And that was clock management, something you have always been Something you have been talking about for the longest when it comes to B.O.B. Hey, by the way, I still have a beef with him. Why call a timeout just a challenge? You I'm, lose two timeouts. That didn't make any sense to me. Well, it, it didn't make sense. But I'm, in that first half, I saw a lot. And I know I mentioned this in our um, have the halftime show that we did on Twitter. I was really impressed by the Texans' defense. That first half half defense, especially due to the fact that the New Orleans Saints was able to shut out J.J. Watt. You had people, you had guys like Whitney Merciless, who had a big time interception in the first half. He had actually he had a good game. I Mm -hmm. expected him to go out and play, kick the season off the way he did. You're right. And um, once again, Deshaun Watson, special that touchdown drive, that 21 yard touchdown drive he had was remarkable. Another thing that I like in the first half, you know, just a simple fact that we the, the game ended with six sacks. Now, some of those sacks was just you can place the blame wherever you want to. Six sacks, and we, he took 62 last year. So, hopefully, this is not a trend. And granted, Laramie Tunsil just came in. He did have a stellar night. Yeah, Howard didn't that. play. So, the offensive line isn't at full strength where we would like it to be. But uh, just – Completely looking at that game in the first half alone, you're right. I am thoroughly impressed with what they were able to do in their first half. They held the Saints to under 30 rushing yards. Yeah, they had 21 rushing yards. I mean, you held the New Orleans Saints to 21 rushing yards in the first half. That's a big positive right there. A lot of promise, a lot of positive to take out of that first half. And I think we'll be able to see this more and more throughout the season, Mm -hmm. especially when we can actually get guys playing together. That's going to be the biggest thing. Another thing that I saw in the first half was just the fact that, yeah, I'm going to credit that 16-play drive, but the third down conversion combined with the play calling, the play calling, that 21-yard touchdown that Deshaun ran in, that was an amazing play call. And just throughout the entire first half, just having the trust to get the ball out, whether it was quickly, whether it was the play design, and just like the running backs, the contributions that we got from Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson tonight. I was not expecting them to play that well, especially Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is a guy that has dealt with so many injuries in the last couple of seasons. Is he going to be healthy? Is he not going to be healthy? And to the fact that we traded him for a guy we were going to release, and he came on ball. Almost had 100 yards. Duke Johnson added on some. At the end of the game, Washington added on 40 yards in the touchdown. I am very impressed with what they were able to do on the ground. You touched on this a little bit. You say how the way they was able to play together. John, I'm telling you this right now. The Houston Texans are going to be a dangerous team by midseason. I only say that because I do believe the only reason why they lost this game, it wasn't because of that 58-yard field goal. No. They lost this game because sometimes there was a, a bit of miscommunications. There was, a, was, yes. was a couple times after the end of the play, you would see Deshaun Watson talking to some of the guys, and you could tell they was like, well, I thought you wanted me to go here. I thought you wanted me to go over here. Most of these guys on this team, especially on the offensive end, they were just thrown together less than two weeks <laughs> yes. ago. I like and, the the fact, yes. and the fact that they was able to go in the dome, put up a 
good fight, put up a good show, and only lose by two. They didn't get blown out, lose by a touchdown. They lost by two. And even though I love my Saints, 58-yard field goal, come on. How many times that's really going to happen? Well, with, with Morstead, it can happen more than once, I'll tell you that. Another thing that I, I know we're looking at positives, and in the Teller two halves, we're going to look at what we saw in the second half, but just the entire game, so I'm bringing it up now. <sighs> we traded Jadavion Clowney for nothing. We had absolutely no pass rush. And he also had a good game yesterday in Seattle. Uh, and I don't want to, I'm not going to continue to bring this up the entire season, but we are going to see where outside of the AFC South, this defensive line will struggle because we was able to keep him off Drew Brees off the field in that, in that first half. Granted, the play call and the clock management, the, the, the able to convert on third downs over and over again and just how they execute it. But moving on into the second half, which we'll get into, the entire part of this game was just where is the pass for us. There were time after time after time again where Drew Brees were able to go through multiple reads to get the ball out of his hands. And once again, that brings me back to – piggyback off of what you just said, that just brings me back to what I've been saying this whole entire time. Losing Jadavion Clowney means the Texans have lost a lot in a pass rush defense. I mean, you once again, you're talking about a guy who is one of the best pass rushers in this league. And the fact that you were not willing to pay him, it's 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 going to affect this team. It will. And even though they were able to play good in the first half, they didn't especially stopping the run stopping, stopping the run is the where run they is, came in strong but when they needed it the most especially those last 30 seconds of the game i, I guarantee you if Jadavion Clowney was here there's no way Drew Brees Drew Brees might not be able to march up the field like it that it won't be as easy we're going to definitely get into the second half uh later on in the show but let me ask you a question if you found $100 on the street would you pick it up or keep walking I'm going to pick it up and see who it belongs to and give it back to him. Of course you're not, but of course you're going to take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it. When you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you this if I didn't do it myself. This is from my own experience. I wanted some money tonight, thankfully, because I had a few guys to do what I expected them to do. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Again, that is mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Tell her two halves. Well, now this is where we have to kind of. Get a little bit more deeper into the negative side of what we saw in that second half. Still saw some bright some bright spots, but the Texans in the second half was a little bit different than they were in the first half. And this is where Cody will probably become a little bit more alive when talking about the New Orleans Saints. Locked on Texans podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back in, everybody. Uh, tough game. Tough loss, but I mean. Tough. Tough, tough. <laughs> but an electrifying game. We saw the well, best. That, that game was fun. The best that a, a veteran like Drew Brees, who's been in the league for I don't know how long. 19 years, sir. Get it right. He still has it. And then we saw the young MVP type of quarterback that Deshaun Watson and how great he was tonight, especially 
when the when it needed when they needed it the most, Deshaun Watson was there. He has five game winning drives in his career. Yeah. It was, was going to be six tonight until Drew Brees it said, It clearly hey, would have been six. Hey, young buck, uh, wait yep. a moment. Your time is coming, but g- give me a moment. I got some revenge I got to go on. Um, but the Tiller Two Halves, before we talk about the Tiller Two Halves, let me tell you guys how close this game really was. Time of possession, Saints, who won the game, 30 minutes, 13 seconds. Texans, who lost the game, 29 minutes, 47 seconds. Mm. The game ended 30-28. The time of possession was broken down by under a minute. That's how close this game was tonight. Now the second half. Uh, Cody, I'm going to just get straight to it. The biggest issue I saw in the second half, of course, comes from the defense. You gave up too many big plays, the, 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 the key big play. How many times did I say Aaron Coven in the second half? How many times did I put an emphasis on, there goes another game guy? <laughs> that was an issue. Uh, and, and when you give up a total of 510 yards, when you give up half of 1,000 yards, and when you end the first half with under 30 rushing yards, and they end the game with 148, that's going to be a problem. And a lot of those runs were big runs. And on top of that, the defense – how about missed tackles? Hmm. How many times did we count missed tackling tonight? Especially on Elvin Kamara. Yes, he just <laughs> ran through. He was he was untackable for the second half. And now you ever see teams where for a long time they were anchored by one side of the ball and the other side of the ball was just holding them back. And then when they fixed that side of the ball that's holding them back, the other side of the ball that was anchoring the team the entire time just doesn't show up, and I know this is only game one. But let me tell you guys something. Like I mentioned to Davian Clowney and how we could have used him rushing the passer and how we definitely could have used him stopping a run in the second half. You know who I didn't see tonight? J.J. Watt. But that's only because the Saints had two people on him damn near at all time. Once again, I hate to keep harping on this, but that's another reason why I wanted to see Clowney come back. Because if the Saints do it, Jacksonville's going to do it. The Patriots going to do it. Like Atlanta. Atlanta, like Whitney Merciless had a pretty good game. But night in and night out, he's not going to be on team scouting reports. It's going to be J.J. Watt. I really do believe that J.J. is not going to have that good of a year. And it's not because of his age. It's because of the fact that you could double-team this guy. Yeah. And you don't have a three-time Pro Bowler on the other side to account for. Um, and we were expecting big games or a big year out of Reader and, and, and Watkins and those guys and guys we brought on. And, again, I'm emphasizing I know this is game one, but this is a team in an NFC South that you have to go up against a Christian McCaffrey. You have to go up against a Julio Jones, and I'm not going to mention Tampa Bay. I mean, they have Mike Mike, Mike Evans, but I don't believe in who they have behind center, so I'm not even going to mention them. But what I'm saying is these are two other teams that you really have to prepare for because of their offense and the weapons that they have. And the defense, did they went up against the Saints tonight, a team that was one game short of making it to the Super Bowl, so much so that they cried their way into the, making a whole new rule, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> they did not make the stops when it was needed, and primarily because 
They don't have the guys. At this time, at least, it's, it's game one, and I don't want to overreact, but I didn't see the guys that I trust to make those stops. Night in, game in, and game out. Especially the DBs. The DBs may have a long year. Thankfully, we have Reed back there, but I'm just not sure going forward. But I, I'm not the type to overreact over game one. And they also did play an explosive offense with Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and Alvin Kamara, and Jared Cook. So I'll dial it back. But that is one aspect of the Texans that I'm going to look at night in and night out. Each game is how this defense will be able to assist this offense who looked to be very explosive and will want to carry that out throughout the season. When I'm going to harp on a lot, Deshaun Watson cannot take this many hits. Six sacks tonight. Six sacks. There's no telling how many times he actually got hit. I was keeping track, and I had reached 10, and then the game got too good, and then I just lost track. (laughs) But he cannot continue taking this many hits, especially in week one. No. John, forget just this game. I'm starting to be concerned for this guy's career. Yes. You saw in the second quarter when he ran that 21-yard touchdown. Another thing I need from from Deshaun Watson, not only do I need the offensive line to step up, but I need Deshaun Watson to start playing a little bit more smarter. He's athletic, yes. Does he have speed? Yes. But he has to be smarter. He cannot continue taking these unnecessary hits. When he made when he made that 21-yard touchdown, was it good? It was by far remarkable, one of the best plays of the game. But when he landed on his back and all throughout the game, you saw you, him you, you saw him just grimacing and, and reaching where he fell on fell on that back. If he wants to have a long career, and, and the guy can throw, don't get me wrong. Like it, he can throw, and but he, he needs to put himself in a situation where he does not need to be taking all these unnecessary hits. Yeah, and you know what? The thing about it is, throughout the game, we saw his progression and getting the ball out when, when the play couldn't have been made or it was just too much in his face. And that was a smart decision. We saw it, but we were also still seeing him get hit because of how fast – some of these guys were able to get in their face. And I'm going to tell you something. Credit to Laramie Tunsil. He just came in, didn't have any true time to really get a chance to know these guys and, mm. and, and know tendencies. And that goes back to the whole miscommunication. Miscommunication, I was about. yes. But I am concerned about the right side of that line, pass blocking wise. I yeah. am a little concerned. Honestly, if I'm not mistaken, four of those six sacks came from the right side. I'm concerned. Um, and I'm excited to see what will happen when Howard gets back. I think that this, what we saw but tonight. he's going to be on the left side. He'll though. be on the left side. But even when he comes back. Now, Clemente didn't play that bad. I will say this, and I've said it before. I don't think this is the final version of this offensive line. I think oh, no. Because of how Bill O'Brien is. And, he, you know, he's a guy. I like athletic guys who can play multiple. I, I just know him. I don't think this will be the final version of the offensive line. The second half of this game was really really tough. But also, I know we're giving a lot of, you know, hell to the defense. That play calling that I saw in the first half, it died down in the third quarter. The 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 Texans didn't get their mojo back going all the way in my, in my eyes until 
that fourth quarter where they were really hitting their stride. If they would have carried their energy over from their entire first half to the entire second half, maybe we have a different game. But you got to credit the Saints and those guys for going out and taking care of all of the opportunities that were given to them. Six sacks, you can't let that happen. That's a tenth of what happened last year. <laughs> yeah, that's and scary. And remember, I was on record. I was on record yesterday saying that they was gonna give up only half of that this year, and I'm starting to look like a yeah. fool already. Yeah. Very first game of the season, you gave up six. That cannot happen. But once Can't again, happen. Deshaun Watson, he has to play a little bit smarter. I saw the I saw the improvements. But he cannot continue taking those unnecessary hits, especially if he wants to have a long career. And I'm just talking just for, for from a career standpoint. Right. But, Craig, I mean, listen, guys, when we drafted him, we knew what Watson was. It's going to take time for him to get to that point. This is a guy that played Bama in back-to-back national championship games, and I thoroughly believe he played with a concussion along with Mike Williams. This guy is a he's fierce he goes into battle every game ready for war. Uh, but you're 100% right. He has to go through his progressions. And if it's not there, get rid of it because you cannot take those unnecessary hits. In this game, hits are going to happen. But if you can avoid them, especially when Monday through Friday, unless you have a short week, when you have a red jersey on, you don't want to take those damn hits. Before we get out of here, John, I got to ask you, who was your Texans player of the game? You know what? I have to say Carlos Hyde. That may be shocking because Hopkins had two touchdowns over over a hundred yards. We saw the the what 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 Deshaun Watson did in that game, but the connection between those two that's always gonna be there. I had no clue what Carlos Hyde was gonna be able to do when he got here, and he just got here, and he was brought in for a guy we were going to release. So just completely looking at that, Carlos Hyde is where I was just say wow. I'm very impressed with him tonight. He really helped their run game out. Average 8.3 yards per carry. Only 10 carries. I think he could have did more. And also, Duke Johnson giving you another almost 90 yards worth of action tonight. The running back core alone. But I, I really did like Carlos Hyde tonight. So, just the backfield in general. I like, I like the backfield. Backfield looking nice. The backfield does look nice. And also having Deshaun Watson back there to help you out who can really take off on 21-yard touchdowns. That helps out too. My Texan player of the game, Deshaun Watson. That final 20 seconds it took for him to score? Greenies last week on Get Up said Deshaun Watson has a chance to win MVP. That performance he put on in the Dome, Monday night, prime time against the New Orleans Saints, who, by the way, they have a pretty good defense. The fact that he went out there, performed a really good game, and to be honest, John, I, I think this is one of the best performances I've seen for him in his short career. I say one of, not the best by far, but this is one of his best performances. Very I clean. love his decision making. Um, the, the fact that he was able to drive that ball down the field in the final seconds of a game, it you, was... You know what was so special about him? He trusted Kenny Stills to make a play. And Kenny Stills just... Got there. Yeah. It, that, it, that, was, that is special. And I, I'm again, not mad at it. Once again, mid-season, this team is going to be dangerous. I hope, I literally hope there's no injuries. With oh, this team, oh we, we forgot to talk about Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Oh, my <laughs> God, my boy is back. That play, well, And you know what? I'm glad he did it on Eli Apple. I just have a, 
You know, we oh have a, we have a member, gosh. we have a we have a guest right now, a solid guest in the studio. I have a beef against just Big Ten players, and we know Eli Apple is a Big Ten player. But moving forward, moving forward in this season, I expect this team to make a lot of memories. Speaking of memories, make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let the Vivacy app help you get to your favorite live event. Whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's a concert, it does not matter. Vivid Seats has everything you need. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 right now. Again, that is promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Locked on Texas Podcast and Locked on Podcast Network. This was an amazing game, Cody. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it with you. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners for tonight? Please. Take it easy. I am. Um, I am. All I'm going to say is the boot really gave it to the Lone Star State these last couple of days, huh? Wow. LSU. Um, then, then, then the Saints. I'm just saying, man, you know. This is some sports guy, and this is absolutely my last <laughs> show. <laughs> We're locked on Texans. They're going to they do a petition to get me off the show now. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Look, I love the Lone Star State, but I mean, I love my home state more. That's all I got to say. You guys can always follow me on Twitter at some sports guy that is with two Y's at the end. And Cody, where they can find you at Twitter. And Cody, where can they find you on Twitter? Um, my Twitter handle is back since this game is over. You can find me at Cody C-O-T-Y Davis D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And yes, the 24 stand for Kobe Bryant. Why? Because he is the GOAT. One thing I would like to leave the listeners with, it's just week one. Don't get over it happy. Don't get too sad. It is week one, and so much can change throughout the entire season. Until next time, Locked On Texans podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you guys for always listening. This is the moment we've been waiting for the entire offseason, and now we can really dive into the meat of the action. The NFL is back, baby. Shout out to Kenny Stills for the potential game-winning touchdown. I'm shouting you out for a reason. If you don't know, well, you just don't know. Until next time, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.